Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you a new episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And folks, I know that I've been away for a little bit. However, uh, for those of you who, who are not state alums, if you were using uh, NC State email still as a big kid, as an adult, shame on you like shame on me. They took away um, a decent amount of any account through Google that was connected to those uh, profiles. And some of them happen to be some profiles that are, are for my locked on here. So I had to kind of get that straightened up, but don't worry. We have multiple episodes coming. Uh, the fact of the matter is we still have to do the coaches grades. I still have to do the predictions for the rest of the season, as well as tell you all about this Virginia tech team. Uh, so the Virginia tech talk, that'll be a little later. That'll come in some other episodes, but right now we're doing the coaches grades and uh, the predictions for the rest of the year, because this is still technically we're close to the midway point. So we're going to get all of that and more in on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. So again, y'all know how this game rolls, right? When we're doing the great, it is based upon what you have done for the players. It was what would you do or how do you match up against the average uh, power five position group for the coaches? Excuse me. Got to get that together. Anyway, for the coaches, we're going to do a very similar thing. How do you compare to the average power five coach? And we're doing um, defense, offense, head coach. That's what we're doing today. So defensive coordinator, Tony Gibson. He is a guy that is up for uh, the assistant of the year almost every year for a reason. And this year, no different. I give him a B plus. I give him a B plus. Uh, I wanted to go A minus. I really did. I really, really did. However, there were some calls against, you know what? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to give him an A minus. I'm going to give him an A minus because that defense has been spectacular outside of a few moments the moments where they have looked bad are the exception and i'm going to tell you why that's important coming up in just a bit but the reality is tony gibson has consistently consistently put his players in positions to succeed consistently from start to finish he puts his players in positions to succeed rarely ever do you look up and you say, man, what, what was he thinking there? What could you? And the fact that when he does have those moments, it is seen as like a, an aberration. It is seen as an off moment for him. It's spectacular. And, and I'll tell you this, even if you look at a lot of the plays that have been made against this defense, right? Because obviously we're not number one in, in, you know, many regards and all that good stuff. Uh, we're close to the top in the conference. We're one of the better teams in, in the top 25 to 30, maybe even 35 in pretty much every statistical category defensively. And so you look at that and you say, well, how does that come about? Or, or you know, the plays that are made against us that keep us from being top 10 in the nation or whatever the case may be, how are they happening? If you watch the games, they're, they're happening on plays where you just tip the cap. You've done everything you can and you tip the cap. Now, the only reason that I was in that B plus A minus territory is at times 
against Clemson, there were some calls that were like, what are we doing here? The fact that we went prevent going into halftime, why? For what reason? What had, to that point, what had uh, Clemson's receivers shown to say, we cannot keep up with these guys. If if we decide to go uh, man for man, DJ's going to burn us. He's going to hit the big throws. He's going to hit the big plays. And I'm not just saying this because he got pulled against Syracuse. That is irrelevant to me. Go back to the games before that one and tell me when DJ is just striking, striking, striking against a good pass rush, against a good defense that was there, that was show me where. Show me. Even a decent defense. The only defense that he looked particularly good against so so far to that point was uh, Wake Forest and, and some group of five or FCS opponents. And so that moment for me, I mean, that's that's a pretty big moment going in the half. That's a really big and, – and even in that moment, even in that moment, here's why it's still an A-. minus. Even in that moment, that defense forced a fumble that just wasn't called a fumble. And like, that's the crazy part. Even in the moment where Tony Gibson probably made one of, if not his worst call of the season to not send any pressure to say, hey, you know what? We're just going to rush three against a quarterback that lacked confidence against a receiving court that hadn't shown a, a ability to get open at a high level. Well, if you're sitting back in the eight man zone, they're going to find they're going to find somewhere. He's going to have all day to sit back there pat the ball, make yourself a sandwich, uh, take his girlfriend out for a stroll, and, you know, come back to the game and say, oh, well, it looks like somebody's sitting open in the zone somewhere. That's what's going to happen. That was how Will Shipley got open. He was not open on his original route. He stopped his original route. He looked and saw, wait a minute, there's an opening up the sideline here. Let's go ahead and go for it. He did. He, he proceeded to run up the sideline. And, again, he caught the pass. It was a fumble. It was a fumble. Let's not make any bones about that. It was a fumble. It was not called that way. It was not called that way. You know, you live with that. It is what it is. They go on the score. But by and large, the rest of the season, I mean, if you just look at what this defense has done, I tell everybody all the time. When I when I talk about how the Florida State game, I had NC State winning, um, people said, well, you know, are you expecting Devin Leary to have a huge game and yada, yada, yada? I said, I mean, I, I think he'll play better. I do. But the main thing is Florida State's good at running the ball. NC State's good at stopping the run. And everybody tried to tell me, well, no, 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 no. This defense is better at stopping the pass this year. And I know it's hard to, to reckon with our DBs being better. Listen, this defense can stop everything. They can stop everything. They're good against the pass. They're good against the run. They can stop everything. If they had an offense that was giving them adequate rest and, let's be honest, putting up points, we would be discussing this is one of the best groups in the nation, period. We just would. When you look at what this defense has done this year, you're looking at, again, you talk about, well, what is a what is a, a playoff team? What is a playoff defense? What is all those things? Okay, fine. Let's go ahead and go through each and every one of, uh, let's go ahead and go through each and every one of these games and, and, and look at and talk about, well, hey, this is what this team has done. This is what this team has done in terms of um, defensively, okay? When we look at NC State and we look at this defense and we look at what they have done all year, you're looking at a team that at most, at most allowed 30 points only one time this season, only once, only once. 
And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they play world-beating offenses that are just unstoppable juggernauts and, and, you know, teams that you would expect to give up 30, 40 points to. But at the end of the day, you can only play who's in front of you. And the teams that they play that are in front of them, they have done exceedingly well. They have done exceedingly well. I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm not saying this to say like, oh, Gibson is faultless and, and he's done nothing wrong. No, but I'm I'm telling you, we don't do fluff pieces or hit pieces. He just has been spectacular. He puts his players in positions to win. He puts guys and and even when even when he doesn't, even when things go wrong, the things that go wrong are things where you it's hard to not look at the player, right? Like Gaston the second, Moss and all of our defensive backs. Hey. That's a six-six tight end receiver hybrid. That's high point in the ball. He's what do you do with that? What do you do? Like, other than what Clemson did, which was bracketed and, and trust that you got some of the best pass rushers in the nation, there's not much else you can do. And even against Clemson, they were right there at the end. You talk about uh the, the Clemson game where where Peyton Wilson at the end of the game loses DJ on the bootleg. Well, I'm sorry. But I'm not going to blame Coach Gibson for trusting his senior linebacker to have good eye discipline. I'm not going to do that. I, I can't. I can't in good conscience blame a coach for trusting an All-American. I'll never do that. I will never blame a coach for trusting an All-American. Anytime you see this defense goof up, it's rare to say like, what was – so wait, why were we in that cup? What? With that being said, Gibson gets an A minus. He's been spectacular. He's been lights out. And Lord knows we're going to need this defense to keep being lights out. We're going to need this defense to keep keeping that end zone safe, sound, and nobody touching it in order for us to do what we need to do going forward. And speaking of keeping things safe and sound, I've got to talk to you all about Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know it because I use Simply Safe in my own home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. Here's why I love it. This thing is everywhere you need it to be whenever with 24-7 monitoring. Simply Safe's agents call the moment. Call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in, emo- in an emergency, even if you're not there. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan. Get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So, folks. Y'all knew this was coming. Y'all knew this was coming. And and, and <sighs> I got to talk about it. You know what I mean? I, I got to talk about this offense. I got to talk about Tim Beck. And here's the thing. When I look at Tim Beck, the, the goal for me was to be as fair and objective as possible with the grading. And with that said, Again, this is not about what the expectations of this offense were. This is not about the talent that we were perceived to have. This is about what do I think? How do I think he's performed 
against the average power five coach. With that being said, I can't give him any grade other than a D minus. I wanted, I wanted to give him an F. I wanted to give him an F, but there are a few moments, a few, just a few that were like, okay, yes, you have had, you've looked God awful for most of this thing, but there have been some moments where you're, you're, you're getting there. You're getting there. I don't believe in calling or I don't often call for coaches jobs. And I don't, anybody who listens to me regularly knows that like when I don't know something or when I don't have a confirmed report from a good source or something like that, I don't go on telling it. Right. Even when I said Devin Leary wasn't going to require surgery, I received that information. There were multiple folks saying that it wasn't just me saying Devin Leary was not going to need surgery. We were all misled uh, by the original diagnosis there. With that being said, I don't know what's going on or why Dorian is keeping them or, or what the idea is there. But it has been it's it's hard to describe how bad this offense has been. How bad this offense has been. And not only how bad this offense has been, but how bad this offense has been given the talent. And when I say given the talent, I don't mean, well, Devin Leary was preseason ACC player of the year, so he should have came out on fire. I don't mean like that. What I mean is all of the guys that I've seen here, and again, I don't speculate about what's going on, right? So whatever the case is with Anthony Smith, I don't know if he's in the portal or if he's no longer with the team. or I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's hurt. I don't, I don't know. Whatever is happening there, I – whatever is happening in terms of Trent Penix and his injury situation and not being available and all that, I genuinely see an offense that by and large – has lost confidence in itself because they've lost confidence in him. And I'm going to tell you, remember how I talked about how Tony Gibson, when he goofed up at the end of the second half or at the end of the first half against Clemson, everybody was like, why are we in prevent? We all know the rule prevent defense does what, ladies and gentlemen and folks, it prevents you from winning. That's what we know. And that's why everybody was upset and rightfully so. And everybody was like, what is Gibson doing? This is uncharacteristic of him. Now let's look at the inverse, shall we? When Tim Beck called the uh, little tight end sneak play to uh, Seabro and scored a touchdown, everybody said like, oh, man. Oh, man. Look at look at Coach, look at Coach Beck putting on a, 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 a good little play there. This is, this is what I like to see. This is what... But that's exactly what I mean in terms of like if that is if that is like if we're all surprised that you drew up an amazing play, right? If we're all surprised that you were able to get into the end zone from the three, um, that kind of says something. That kind of and, and I'll I'll tell you like my mother told me, okay. One day, I I had uh, I'd, I'd done something wrong, and I let some folks down, and and you know I I couldn't follow through on something I said, and I 
I just wasn't man enough to say, hey, I, I can't do it. And uh, I called my mother and I was hurt about it. I said, Ma, I tried. I, I, I couldn't get it done. And, and I just didn't want to say that I, I couldn't get it done. And so um, I, it, it hurts to let everybody down. You know, I, I just wish I didn't have any expectations. I wish people didn't expect anything of me. And she said, son, let me explain something to you. The worst man to be in life, the worst person to be in life is the person with no expectations. If you're the person that people get excited when you do the slightest thing right, when you do the most minuscule things right, it's a problem. It's a problem. There's, you need to, it's better to be a man that the expectation is that you're going to get it done time in and time out. We're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to do your job. You better be the guy that we can note when you get it wrong. You better be. Or else, what are, what are we doing? Or else, what are we really doing? What are we really doing? And let me tell you why I didn't give him enough. Against Florida State, when you look at the end of that game, of course, there was more hickory dickory failed Tim Beck trickery, which, by the way, that's a large part of why there was this D minus F conversation was going on in my head. That was a large part of it because, like, why are we getting cute against teams we don't need to get cute against, against teams we have more talent than we can just kind of line up and, I don't know, run some offense? Why are we running trick plays, uh, running back passes, barely outside the red zone with third string running backs? Why are we doing that? You know, that type of stuff. But um, after the trickery, it was a consistent, you know what? We're going to run the ball. We're going to lean on these guys. We're going to lean on our offensive line, being good enough to wear down their defensive line or to lean on their defensive line and, and get four yards in a cloud of dust. And to me, that is one of the greatest testaments there can ever be to an offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinators often have the tendency to get big brained, to get, oh, I'm I'm cute. I can trick you. I can, I'm gonna draw up a play where it's a double throwback, it's a double reverse throwback, and the guy who originally got the handoff's gonna be wide open streaking in the corner. Yeah, that's gonna be the play. When sometimes all you gotta do is zone right, zone left. Let's get cute. Split zone. Oh, maybe even throw in a little gap scheme. Maybe throw in a little power. Throw in a little counter every now and then. But sometimes that's all you need to do to get the job done. And so for him to recognize that and go with that. Now, now, and again, I, I've already told y'all, I do not say what I do and don't know. I have not gotten this report confirmed. I did hear that there was talk of like, listen, just run the ball. That's that was the directive handed down. No, I don't care what's going on. Just run the ball. And if they stop it, they stop it and we'll live with that. But just run the ball. But with that being said, this this offense has shown poses at times. So, I, again, I couldn't give them a flat F. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm shocked and appalled by what I've seen in, in terms of how bad this offense has been even before Larry got hurt. Even before Leary got hurt, we at the end of the day, one of the biggest signs of how good an offensive coordinator is is how many guys you're scheming open. 
That's one of the ones to me. Other than like, of course, actual productivity, right? Like, cause that's productivity trumps everything else. If you got one of the best offenses in the nation, I don't care if you run a, tri- excuse me, I don't care if you run a triple option and you win the game throwing one pass game. I do not care. The alphabets are what matter, not the numbers. But now, when you go beyond the wins and losses, you go beyond whether or not the offense is producing. The eye test is how many guys are you scheming uh, to have, you know, whatever your system is, how many guys are basically in a position where it's like you put defenders in a lose-lose situation. You exploit the weaknesses of a defense because every defense has certain weaknesses. That's just the name of the game. We don't do that very often and very well here. It's happened from time to time. It's just not a regular occurrence. It's just not something that I bet on happening. So with that being said, Tim Beck, you, sir, get a D minus. I'm not, again, I am not one to often call for people's firing and say, hey, the heads need to roll and all that. I If, if he got fired tomorrow, I would not be upset. I wouldn't. It'd just be a hey, good riddance, man. Good. I, I wish you the best wherever you go. I hope that everything works out better wherever you go. But what I've seen out of our offense this year has been so bad, has been so inept, has been mind-boggling at times to an extent to where I really had to ask myself multiple times, am I, like, why do I not coach? And don't get me wrong. I know why I don't coach. It it doesn't have anything to do with my mind for football. That's not it. I just like, it's a lot of things that go with it that you would have to do in order to like make decent money. I'm just not with, but it's, it was that bad. It was that bad at multiple points. So I think that it's, it's very clear to me, D minus. And again, if, if you getting your job done well is the shocking thing, there's a problem there. If people can comfortably say, I can bet on him not doing his job and that's where they would win their money, there's a problem there. And speaking of betting, if you're a better, go to betonline.net. It is your number one source for all the football betting and start of the new basketball season betting this year. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, and podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. So head to the website today to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So we're about to land this thing. But before we do, Coach Dorn, you know, and I I thought, don't be lazy. Don't take the easy route and just average out the coach between these two. But then I I said to myself, you've got to look at the totality of, of what, you know, Dorn has done on the whole and all that good stuff and, I got to go B minus. I got to go B minus. And I know some people will say, oh, well, that's, you know, it's, it's almost going directly in between. But Doran really hasn't made a lot of calls this year that left me scratching my head. He hasn't. He, he has, for the most part, the things that I can say, oh, yeah, that's got Doran written all over it, have gone well for the most part. They've gone pretty well. I, I The block punt attempt against Clemson, with fourth and four, moronic, a very unserious moment, very bad moment. But other than that, and other than keeping Beck, because honestly, if he if he had gotten rid of Beck, I probably would have raised his grade up because at this point, allowing Beck to keep that job is kind of inexcusable to me. 
um, especially seeing as how other teams around the country, when their coordinator is performing this poorly, sometimes you just got to say, hey, man, it's it's been great. It's been real. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. So I appreciate you. You know, I pre- Wolfpack Nation appreciates you, but I think it's best for us to cut our ties here. So, um, but the reality is, again, this is this has been a very rough year for Beck. Coach Dorn is stuck beside him, and I wouldn't say rightfully so at this point because there's been nothing to prove that right. But um, the the cause I would think are the head coach's responsibility. I think that they've been done well, they've been executed well. So I really don't have too much to say there. Again, Dorn is doing a heck of a job, and and again, this is just about how he's coaching in games because this isn't this isn't about. Um, you know, how he actually has the program and the state of program and all that. Because again, the fact that we are disappointed, the fact that people are looking sideways and upset at five and two is so interesting to me. It's so interesting to me. We are moving in the right direction. Um, And five and two with only two more ranked teams ahead of us. Five and two with games like we're going to be favored in a good good bit of the games left. We're obviously a 14 point favorite, which by the way, I think that's much too high, but we'll talk about that next episode. Um, going to Blacksburg and we'll, we'll probably be, uh, we'll probably also be favored against Boston college and Louisville. Again, if, if this state team competes and if they fight and if they battle, you know what I mean? Like not saying that we need to win out to be favored in those games, but I'm just saying. So, the reality is this is just about the on the field and how Doran's performance has been on the field this year. And again, B minus, B minus. I, I keeping back is just like, it's kind of crazy. Can all things considered, but it is what it is. We live with it. We roll with the punches. Stay tuned folks. I've got the Virginia tech episode. The first Virginia tech episode dropping right after this one, because like I said, we had some complications with YouTube, But, baby, we're back and better than ever. Peace and love, y'all. As always, go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 